Attention Nerdy Knights, join Flo, Anders, and me, Colleen, at the Well-Rounded Table for Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. From that Star Wars galaxy far, far away to outlander Scottish Highlands, we consume it all. Listen along with us each week as we explore the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, are two men who go bump in the night, mostly because they love 90s hip-hop, Shane Beauregard. That would be the bad boy of podcasting, thank you very much. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) We have the proof. Go check out our Instagram. And Chris Frodell. I just like feeling around in the dark. Yeah, it's not well lit where you are, so I don't blame you. Uh, you need a few more lights in there in your dungeon that you're accustomed to uh, to doing the podcast. I'm working from. on it. Yeah, yeah. More rings until we go visual. I don't care. It's true. Hey, I have to look at your ugly mug. So maybe step up your game, man. Stop looking like the boogeyman. <laughs> I've seen too many horror movies this week and have many more to come. So you know, <laughs> you're doing the I'm the leprechaun vision with yeah, the yeah. with the you know light underneath your face um yep. but yeah man we've we've had like a big horror binge in the last couple of weeks so i'm excited we're gonna do a full-out horror movie episode this week and we've even done some uh some fun live stuff too uh chris and i were just at connecticut horror fest over the weekend can you get oh, a yeah. sense of like that community when you're there because you were there like all day i was there for like a all couple day. hours i uh listened to the uh Mike Flanagan kind of midnight mass panel, all that group because it was him, Kate Siegel, uh, Annabeth Gish, and yep. uh, help Henry me Thomas. Henry Thomas, yes. Yep. So it was a good time. It was good to listen to them. They're a lot of fun, but you know, obviously, they're talking about just specifically their projects, so not a ton to report. But how did you feel about the event, Chris? It is, you know, my primo place I want to be you know I am all about the horror you know that <laughs> yes uh, of course no 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 it's you know everyone looks at me weird it's like hey you're the guy who's not into horror why are you at a horror show because it, it is it is about community it's about you know these people gather for interests that they all have and it is so nice to see everyone with their crafts their love of the genre yeah uh forming under one roof and, yeah. you know, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, be asked by uh, John from The Pint to once again be at the booth yep. all day and uh, play fun games like trivia and talk to the, the people that pass by, uh, maybe find new followers, uh, see friends that we haven't seen in a while in person. Yeah, it's always uh, fun. And, and that's the main reason why I, I like going to it. And... Plus, even though uh, like all the names you mentioned uh, are there for specific projects, they aren't just in horror. They right. uh, they are in vastly different uh, projects, uh, genres, and uh, it's nice to see them walk amongst the crowd. Uh, Barbara Crampton, huh? I know How she looks so she? young. I was like, so you look good. younger than me, lady. What is going on here? <laughs> Right? She moisturizes, and she has to stay in the limelight. 
It's true. Um, I don't hydrate but, at all. I, I I'm no. like if you if you think I'm uh, overweight at all, it's not water weight because uh, I am terrible at drinking <laughs> water. So I'm going to probably die of dehydration one day. That's my thing. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's it's it was. It, it, I'm glad that uh, that they throw such a uh, a great gathering. Uh, it is. Yeah, the the Capralozis and uh, uh, Larry. Yeah, Scary Larry they Dwyer. Just, we love Larry. Yeah, they uh, they definitely run a tight ship. Like, if there's something going wrong, you wouldn't know it. Yeah, they they have it all under control. Listen, uh, and not to tell too many tales out of school. Like last year, it was way more chaotic because they had the two guys from Scream there, so it was like crazy lines. They had like the the parts of the building felt like they were falling apart, and you wouldn't know it because uh, they burst. just take <laughs> yeah, exactly a pipe burst. Like you wouldn't know it. It didn't affect anything. People stayed. Everything was fine, and that's how yeah. good they are that they can overcome you know building anomalies, let alone you know stuff going on with you know, crowds and, and just a sizable event and all the, the trappings that can happen in that thing. But you're right. It's, it's absolutely a great event. I'm glad they went to two days and they're being successful with it. Uh, a lot yeah. of cool people. Keith David was there. Um, you know, like you said, the, the reanimator people, you had night of the living dead people, yep. uh, which, yeah, sounds weird now off my tongue, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's a great event. Uh, happy to be there. Um, the cosplay yeah. was cool. I didn't see anything from like this year's kind of horror movies. I saw a lot of yeah. uh, more stranger things than I saw movie stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so a lot of Eddie's taking the temperature around. of what kind of horror is going on right now, but yeah. I don't know, Shane. Like, how would you characterize this year? Because I think we're actually in a pretty sweet horror year, uh, at least as far as that go. As far as the last few years have gone, I think this year is a pretty darn good one so far. And obviously, we haven't even hit uh, the October Halloween season, so I would have thought they would have had more stuff. Uh, maybe some. I saw some black phone masks for sale, things like that. But you know, definitely a good year to to cosplay if you think. Uh, yeah, so far this year has been a, a pretty decent start to the horror uh, year, I think. Because, again, uh, unlike Chris, this is kind of like my jam. Like, we're yeah. getting into my month, my two months here. But usually, you know, we always get that, for back, uh, lack of a better term, uh, just a shit fest of bad horror movies in January, February. To sure. start the year. They always slot those movies. Yeah, you make get one good one. Yeah. Right. But we've had Scream, which was entertaining to me. Um, fresh, I thought was entertaining to me. I gave that a pretty high mark. But then there's movies that we were let down about, and we discussed them on the show. Like Nope was a letdown. The Black Phone, I don't consider a horror movie, was a little bit of a letdown. And then Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It is what it is on that front, right? But I, I, I think so far in you know we'll talk about Barbarian later on, but so far so good. I'd, I'd honestly think, and I'm looking forward to. This discussion, because I think there's going to be some solid movies coming out towards the tail end of this month and definitely October into the end of the year. And what I like is usually we'll get some surprise movies that you can see on Hulu, like Hulu Originals actually does a really good job at putting some, you know, like basic cable horror movies, but nonetheless yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited going forward what the rest of this year has to offer. And so far, again, I, I like what I've seen for the most part. Yeah. And one of those, for sure, because you mentioned the Hulu one, because uh, they do. They do step up and kind of put something through. The big ticket for them will be Hellraiser uh, later on. And that's probably, I don't know, about a month from now. 
I think that's going to come out. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think some of the the first looks have been out, and it looks kind of interesting. I don't think I've seen a trailer, though. Did you guys see one? Yeah, just pics of, uh, was it uh, her as Pinhead and a couple of Cenobites? Yeah, something like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing. And I think it's October 7th. Yeah. That it's coming to Hulu. Is it that fast? Okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. so. Yeah, uh, I have it in my head. Yeah, I'm interested because uh, I actually just went to uh, the Connecticut Cold Classics screening of Hellraiser and Hellraiser Two. Gosh, that was recently. It was over the summer, maybe. Um, so that it's definitely fresh in my mind. That is a movie that is um, uh, definitely hard to remake. <laughs> but if you, if they're probably going to do kind of a reboot quill of sorts where it's uh you know using similar tones and character but maybe not telling the same story as the original or however it's supposed to be i'm not quite sure uh how that's supposed to pan out but obviously if you have a pinhead type character it's got to be quite similar um but as you noted uh shane there i thought i think we're in a pretty good spot you know uh nope x and now, obviously, Pearl came out, uh, you know, in the same year, which is very wild to see two, uh, at least critically successful uh, ones that have come out in the same year in the same franchise. That's definitely new and definitely new for horror. But yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right with the Hulu uh, with Fresh, uh, No Exit, which we'll bring up too. There's a bunch of stuff that's all kind of in Hulu uh, between them and. Um, IFC Midnight uh, and Shudder kind of stuff that's kind of trickled out uh, over the over the year or two, whether it's theatrical and then straight to Shudder or however it goes. But uh, a lot of those have been some of the best I've liked, too. But I figure we could get right into the reviews because we have uh, almost a handful uh, of movies that are scattered between the three of us here. Um, notable up top, I wanted to start with Barbarian, though, because this is the movie that everyone, you know, it had a reputation and still has quite a reputation for being a movie that I, I love this sentiment of going blind, don't know anything. I mean, that's the Chris mantra for everything, if he can help it. Uh, but obviously, we live in yeah. a world where you go to a movie theater and trailers play. But I've heard people where, like, oh, yeah, the trailer came up and I closed my eyes and ears and tried to do the best to just go literally blind uh, into the the movie itself. And I, I applaud that. I love it. It makes me feel like uh, how people felt about Blair Witch or, or movies like that. Uh Shane, you're the horror guy. Help me out here. Is there another movie that you can remember in recent memory that they were like, don't don't look up anything, don't know anything, just go in blind? Oh, that's a good question. I can't think of anything in recent memory because, again, we live in that instant spoil movie kind of era. True. But I think Blair Witch was probably the last movie that caught fire that no one knew anything about. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you just got to go watch this movie. Yeah. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I think it was the Blair Witch Project. Chris, you can't think of anything, can you? No, I can only think of movies like It Follows. Okay. Like, yeah. it, But that's even hard to say, you know, what it's about kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. like there's a one sentence that gives it away as to what it is. But, right. You know, for the most part, I didn't know what it was about until I watched it. Yeah. And I didn't watch it when it first came out. Yeah, so, I don't know that that came to mind when I when I was thinking of one. Yeah, and the witch and hereditary kind of have similar 
type vibes oh, where you people... gotta you gotta bring those movies up, huh? You gotta bring those. Movies I'm just up. saying they have a, a massive following, and they came at the time from directors who didn't have this large reputation of like, hey, you gotta go see this. You know what I mean? So it kind of came out of the blue a little bit. Um, and Get Out too, of course, you know, kind of has that vibe too, where you know, but the the tr- and the but the trailer they didn't really say like go in blind. It was more like because it had such overarching themes and everything else, people wanted to like dissect it and pick it apart versus like, oh yeah. my god, this movie's gonna freak you the hell out kind of a thing. And that's obviously what the Blair Witch sentiment was. And I wished all those other movies. I wish this was the '90s in a lot of ways because. The hope for me for a movie like Barbarian would be like it was for me watching The Blair Witch in the 90s, which was I couldn't get a ticket. I had to go to multiple theaters to try to go and get tickets and stand in line where the lines were around the building. You know, that was the 90s, kids. Not you know, not now where it's like yeah. if a movie's so big, it'll have so many screens that you'll never see a line. But if the movie is like an out-of-nowhere hit, an out of nowhere hit is something now what like everything everywhere all at once where it made like you know yeah. 100 million uh, right maybe 100 million did it get to 100 million yet i forget i don't think uh, so it deserves all the money it does i think it it, it definitely yeah. was the biggest grosser for someone like a24 but you know it's still yes. not something to where you're like oh man i couldn't g- find a ticket you know that's that's a way different right. feeling I- I think Snowpiercer, now that I think about it, and I know it's not a horror film, but that movie yeah. had the same vibe because I didn't know anything about it, went into a cold, couldn't really get a That's ticket. True. And I remember I went, this is the first time it's ever happened to me. I went in, they were like, hey, where'd you come in from to watch this movie? I'm like, where did I come in from? And apparently here in Greensboro, they had people coming in three hours away to watch this movie. Oh, wow. It was the only theater that was showing Snowpiercer at the time. Huh. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's probably the last like kind of phenomenon movie that kind of like just spread just from word of mouth, it's right. like, hey, you got to go watch this movie. So, yeah, I know I was late to the party throwing that example <laughs> in there, but it just it just hit me. No, it's okay. I sprung it on you, so it's well-deserved. And and it's interesting because, again, Snowpiercer was Bong Joon-ho, so in some circles, he had that reputation to, to go seek out a movie like that. But obviously now between Snowpiercer and Parasite and Okja and things like that, like that are more – American phenomenons as what well, are global phenomenons, if you want to call it that way, that, you know, now we, he, if you see a movie from him now, it's not a surprise as to what he's capable of or how his movies turn out. Um, but let's get into barbarian now, because this is a movie written and directed by Zach Krager, who, uh, is coming. I, I don't want to say, cause two is not a trend, but I kind of love the trending idea of the fact that this is, a comedian, comedic actor turned horror director um, who, from what I understand uh, from people who are in the midst of the production and everything else, apparently Zach Krager did talk to Jordan Peele. I guess they are buddies and kind of like picked each other's brain as the movie started to get picked up and go into production and, and do all these things. So how much of an influence it had on the movie itself or, you know, at any stage of production or the writing process, who knows? But like I said, this is Zach Krager, who is from the whitest kids you know, 
which I absolutely love that show. Chris and I were talking about it over the weekend. Yeah. We were uh, we were trading favorite sketches and everything else. Um, I love that guy. I love that group. Uh, he was best friends with Trevor Moore, who unfortunately passed away from that group. Uh, and previously, uh, not only did they do Wise Kids You Know, but they did that movie Miss March together uh, where it was like Miss a co-direction March. thing. And that was like his first foray into that. And he didn't want to direct anymore. He thought he was basically like, in director jail and he happened <laughs> to write this script and he managed to get it through a couple of financers and after a few alterations and it's amazing this movie even got made uh it stars georgina campbell as tess bill skarsgård as keith and justin long as aj so of course as we mentioned this movie being a phenomenon the scores reflect that although there is one number in this that really baffles me and I kind of want to get into it especially with you Shane who is the other person besides myself who saw it of the three of us um this currently has a 92% rotten tomato score it has a 70% audience score though which is very interesting and I don't know if it's because of the content within the movie and how I don't want to spoil anything up top, but what transpires within the home and all that stuff is can be off-putting to some if they weren't expecting it. Because um, this movie definitely flips on its head once it gets into the movie. It's not what the trailer kind of puts out there. So I'm really trying to be very delicate here, I know, because Chris hasn't seen the movie and he's kind of the avatar for the audience. I'm trying not to kill this thing. but I, like I'll I, walk away, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> But 92% Rotten Tomato score, 70% Rotten Tomato audience score, 79 Metascore, which is quite high for a horror film, uh, 7.6 IMDb, and a 3.8 on Letterboxd, also quite high. This movie uh, is about a young woman traveling to Detroit for a job interview who books a rental home, but when she arrives late at night, she discovers that the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Shane, this was a uh, a definitely uh, a confusing, discomforting movie uh, to start. A lot of uh, mistrust and uh, just uh, a tough setting that reminded me actually a little bit of how Fresh unfolded. A little bit, but in like a smaller, tighter window of a meat cute. And then as it went on, uh, it's interesting that I mentioned Blair Witch. I felt very much a lot of like Blair Witchy type vibes in the camera work and lighting and other stuff as this movie went along. And then like 30 minutes in, it, it flips again and, and try, pulls you right out and moves to a different location and then tries to bring you back in. This is a very crazy movie, uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm I'm curious to know what you think. How did you feel about Barbarian? Yeah, this is uh, uh, going back to your Rotten Tomato score because usually this kind of movie is kind of flipped, where the audience score is always a little higher than the critic score. So yeah. to see that kind of disparity between the two kind of surprises me with this film. I think the first thing I wrote to you guys when I got done with this movie was that was a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you guys, so. you guys were like, yeah, you guys were like, don't spoil it. Like, that's all. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Because as you put it, Andrew, this movie is a tale of two different movies. <laughs> it really is. Very slow burn the start, and you're you're getting the tension built and the trust issues between Bill Skarsgård and I thought Georgina Campbell did a great job. I, I've yeah. never seen her in anything before. She was really good. 
She's relatively new. I think she was in like a Black Mirror episode. Like not. Yeah, much that's where this. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I felt the same way with the Blair Witch comparison. You know, uh, the the whole basement scene stuff. And it, when this movie flipped, I was, <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked because uh-huh. it is. It goes into more absurdity, which you have to let your brain kind of breathe about. Like, don't try to like analyze too much of the second half of this movie. Right. Um, that's where you see Justin Long come in. And there are some funny bits in that, uh, especially with his character. There's one laugh out loud scene I had at the end of the movie, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you. We'll talk about it off air whenever we decide to spoil this thing. But it, right. it made me laugh. So this movie had everything. It built the tension. My heart was pounding, and it had some good scares. It made me laugh. It actually, one scene made me gag, and I had to like turn <laughs> away. Yeah, and I had to do because, a few like look up at the ceiling moments. Yep, <laughs> and it wasn't for anything like violently gross. It was something so benign. But the visual of it, I started like. And for those who don't know, I have a very sensitive olfactory system. So like, I, I gag on smells and thoughts, and just it's a mess and it's embarrassing. But I have to live with it. That's my cross <laughs> I bear. But yeah, and um, so it had everything. I really dug this movie like it i had such high regards even though it was really fucked up and it's not for everybody let me just put that out there yeah but because it goes in a direction like wow okay all right this is where we're going but kudos to um zach here Craiger, for for writing and directing this movie because again this is probably the best horror film i've seen so far of the year and i kept thinking like why is this movie named barbarian i still can't figure that part out but uh, I thought it was maybe a play on the street name. Maybe they were pronouncing that wrong. I don't know. But um, yeah, anyway. God damn, Chris. You know how hard it is talking about this Sorry. movie without spoiling this thing? Well, we could do, uh, we could give them earmuffs. We could do the whole thing. Yeah. Just, uh, I was going to say, you want to do that? Well, you know, it, I'll address a few of the things that Shane brought up first, and then we could see where we want to go from there. Because um, I did listen to an interview with Zach Kreger. Uh, on the big picture podcast and he said a few things that are very interesting one uh as far as the uh the name barbarian um he kind of made it up he just like Uh was like he thought it was a cool name for a movie and that's where he was he wrote the whole thing and then he was like barbarian there you go (laughs) i okay so, so if he is to be trusted on that is one thing but that was his answer when asked about it because again it kind of doesn't fit the movie but you're right uh the the film is set the that airbnb is on barbary street so it is one of those like winky winky kind of things that maybe he had that in his head or he changed the name of the street after he named the movie whatever it is that is something that kind of seems like come on you didn't just do that to like kind of line that up i don't know um, but it definitely is out there for, for conspiracy nuts of the movie. Or maybe he was reading about an elephant named Babar. Yes. Yeah. And just mispronounced it. Yeah, he was just having family time and he's like, you know what? <laughs> we'll see. Barbarian. Yeah. He'll come out with it. <laughs> but some of the elements of this movie will make you think that maybe there is a Jordan Peele influence, if not like direct conversation stuff, because, there are added layers of Me Too stuff, uh, gentrification, racism, police mistrust, 
it's all kind of like the tapestry of the film, but nothing that really like supplies the plot in like a much larger theme because the plot is just way more, I don't want to say basic or it's more straight up in a way for how fucked up it is and whatever. But, um, it's all there. And it was all from what I understand from listening to interviews that that was all on the page. That was all stuff out of Zach Gregor's mind. The only thing, uh, that came later apparently was, the uh, the flashback sequence to like the 1980s in this movie uh, was a later ad and something to add more depth to kind of what's been going on in the movie um, that was asked at the behest of a producer that he was working with was that was the suggestion uh, from them. Otherwise, everything was in that early draft, from what I understand. And that was a and that was a much needed scene that flashback scene, even though it kind True. of took me out of the movie for like a minute or two. Yeah, but it did add that layer of least basic understanding of what was going on and how it got to that level. Yeah, I, that's why I think honestly I I like this movie and, I, and we'll get into grades and all that stuff in a sec. But like, I liked it, but I feel like this is a movie that I could definitely like more with repeat viewings. You know, uh, we already know what the reveal is and and what's actually down there and all this other stuff. But like what I would say is that certain scenes of that, like the Justin Long thing or the flashbacks or these other things, it took me out of the movie for a brief period of time. So I'm interested to now know how interesting of a seamless transition is it after an initial viewing. And then you go into it for a second time to see really what his thought was. But I thought the movie actually still worked very well. I thought, you know, even though they, they go through multiple characters and, and multiple plot lines, uh, essentially feeding into the same ending, uh, into the same conclusion, into the same <laughs> monster, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just, uh, it, it works very well, especially for a person who's hasn't worked on a movie directing wise since, I don't know when Miss March was, but God, it's gotta be over a decade for sure. Or it feels like it. So, um, is there anything you got to get right out your system there, Shane? Because I'm trying to protect Chris's delicacy I, and the audience's I, I delicacy. Know. And I, even though I've listened to podcasts where they just go, listen, we're going to go into spoilers now. So if you don't want to know anything, please just you know fast forward or whatever. But um, So I'm willing to do it either way. I like the idea of just telling people that this movie's fucked up. <laughs> this, right. this movie's no. good. Go see it. And if you want to... like. If you want to have a larger conversation with it, though, for people who have seen it, I'm here for that, too. That's OK. I like the idea of keeping uh, the curtain kind of closed on this movie, because I'll talk about that one scene that made my uh, gag reflex kick in off air. Yeah. I don't think the people need to hear that. But uh, yeah. no, I think I think I like this. This pull the this hold the curtain over this movie for a little bit and let people go find this movie, because I think it's a movie they should seek out and watch and discuss and just have a good time with because it does go from serious thriller drama to, to me it got almost B movie campy at the end, which yeah. I like. Yeah, for so. sure. And definitely an interesting, uh, change up for Justin long in this movie as well. Uh, so connect its own, by the way, appreciate you. Uh, he's, he's got multiple projects going on right now. Clerks three. I just saw him. And so I saw him multiple times in the same week, let alone, uh, and I think I saw a preview for something else he's got coming up <laughs> real soon too. So that man is working. Congratulations to him. Um, but how do you want to score this Shane? How, how would you put this on a, on a five-star rating? 
Five star rating, initial gut reaction coming out of the movie without thinking about it too much. I give it a four out of five. Okay. If I try to get lost and trying to overanalyzing thoughts, I could probably drop it to a three point five, but I'm gonna go with a four. I think we're in the same boat. Um, I I initially was thinking around uh, 3.5, but I was like, ah, that seems low. So I wanted to kind of like be like, but is it a four? So I'm kind of in between. I'd say probably a 3.75 if I had to cheat, which is basically right on the letterbox score. They're at a 3.8. I'm like, that is absolutely fair because yep. it's not like the, the one thing about this movie, even though it, like I said, it talks about some larger issues and it weaves it in with the, the messed up horror stuff. It doesn't. It's not going to be some movie where I, I I didn't have the reaction like of some people where I was I wasn't fist pumping as I left the theater. I just was like, "Whew, holy shit. Can't <laughs> wait to talk to another human being about this because I went by myself, um which is also I don't know, I'd say ill-advised, but uh it's, it's probably not ideal. Did you see it by yourself as well, Shane? I did. Yeah. 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 I did. I don't know. Part of me really wanted you to say you brought your girlfriend because uh, that would be a heck of a time. Uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a date movie. I saw people on dates while watching the movie and it was like pit. It was silent. <laughs> yeah, it was quiet and I got done and I, I did. I was like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't take her to see this fucking movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're not really into horror, it's like, what did you bring me to see? Like, what what is going on here? Yeah. So, and there is plausible uh, that, deniability because of the trailer and all, everybody's like, no, you shouldn't know anything. I'm like, you could be like, I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. So right. that's pretty good. Um, but I'm glad I we're have to see page. it. Yeah. I have to see it because it was in my draft. So it's true. It's true. Very <laughs> no, true. No, no, no. No, like it, the trailer had me. So I, I definitely want to see it. Uh, but, you know, schedule wise, I, I haven't been able to uh, get out there. But yeah. I, uh, I I do plan on seeing it. I, I may have a free moment this weekend. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, your wife is uh, into the horror movies too. So I'm, I'm I'd yep. be interested if you actually had like a date night with her to watch something like this. But yeah. that would be incredible. So if you do that, uh, definitely report back. If not, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, you know yeah. off mic or on. So hopefully we could do more as this. Uh, we'll probably do like probably. It feels like we're going to end up doing like a horror movie a week when it gets to October anyway. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to revisit oh, yeah. the horror rankings and everything else um but one movie you did watch chris was the invitation uh this is directed by jessica m thompson and starring natalie emmanuel as evie she of course uh a, a breakout star from game of thrones i say obviously but chris doesn't watch game of thrones so did you know her from <laughs> anything else before this nope uh i will tell you the uh I think the one person that stood out in this movie was um, the guy who plays uh, Alfred in Gotham. Okay. He plays a butler Shock. in this yeah. one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I hate getting typecast, uh, especially typecast. doing any chores. Uh, that is my worst nightmare, so I feel for that man. Um, scores on this movie real quick before we get into it with you there. Mm -hmm. Kind of the opposite of the barbarian effect. It is... <laughs> A 26 Rotten Tomatoes score uh, with a 59% Rotten Tomato audience score, a 45 meta score, 5.2 on IMDb, and a 2.4 letterbox. Very middling to meh in terms of uh, the critical scores out there. This movie is about Evie, 
Uh, after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had, invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside. She at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host, but is soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets in her family's history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Chris, you were the the only soul who saw this movie. It kind of flopped uh, in the theaters. Uh, not a lot of box office to report or any of that, even during that yeah. small, uh, the very slow period that Barbarian was at least able to carve out 25 30 million out of this one not so much so what what were your feelings on the invitation i'm not far off from the general public <laughs> All right. um yeah it was uh i i knew nothing about this uh going in i just knew that uh the mutterings of the community uh saying that this was coming out and i think we were confusing it you and i andrew uh about um i think we were confusing this with barbarian uh, as to what the uh, the premise was, and oh, the, I think the you vampire put it in my thing? head that it was the vampire. Yeah, yeah. It's this one. It's this one. Okay. Um. So that's the only thing I knew going into it was that this is possibly a vampire story. Right. And my God, it took a long time to get there. Like, is, is it a long just movie? Like, it, no, it's not. I don't think it's that long. It shouldn't be that long. I think it was like an hour and a half or something like that. Okay. But it just felt it, like yeah, it took not, forever to get interesting. Well, yeah, like uh, it starts developing really halfway through or a little halfway through. Um, oh, wow. Like you get backstory of Evie, her life. She's single in New York. She has a best friend who uh, is like family to her because it's the only family she has. Right. And then, uh, you know, through some plot machinations uh she gets a dna test and uh, finds out she has a a rich relative over in england and um so you know she just takes a chance and says you know what 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 do i have going on here right let me go over there and her friend is sort of like lil rel in get out okay and is just like hey listen this seems shady you keep in contact with me. You take pictures of uh, license plates. You do this. You do. Right. So I'm like, okay. And it kind of reminds me of Fresh. I was gonna say Fresh uh, is her- the the current example. Sure. Yeah, but it like it just gave me vibes of other movies that did it better. You know, right. it gave me uh, Get Out vibes. It gave me Fresh vibes. It gave me um, Ready or Not. I was gonna vibes. say that's the movie when I saw the trailer. That was the first thing I thought of. It looked very Ready or Not influenced. They were like there were certain scenes that were occurring in the movie, and I was just like, if they do this, they are straight up biting Ready or Not. It's a different story. It's not exactly the same, but it's you know uh, sort of like a fish out of water. You know, this uh, girl of color uh, from America goes over to the whitest of white of London, right? And she's supposedly related to these people, and uh, yeah, it's just like what's going on here and would any of this happen if she didn't take that dna dna test that dna test right um no it wouldn't happen so that wasn't staged i don't want to like ruin it no 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 it wasn't i don't think it was staged it just happened okay uh fascinating you know 
if anything was staged, it was them putting out that they need this DNA, like a 23andMe kind of right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. Where uh, as soon as you get a, a, a hit, you know, whatever you're looking for, boom, we got her. You know? So it's not an advertisement for Ancestry.com or no. 23andMe. No. This is like worst case scenario. Uh, unless you're into this. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I also love you using the term biting off another movie in a vampire sense. So that's also a fun uh, play on right? words. So and you're doing great, Chris. Totally. Totally, <laughs> uh, totally sleepwalk through that one. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> but... Uh, no, it like as as far as story is concerned, as far as like what it's about, it's a lot of setup. First half of the movie is setup. You know, right. Like her lifestyle, uh, she comes over to England. Things are weird over there, but everyone's so inviting to her. Right. Like you would think they would be like not full on racist, but like you know, oh, she's not, she's not pure, but bloodline, right. you yeah. know, or something Somebody like turns that. Turns into Harry Potter, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you everyone, muggle <laughs> every, everyone is involved everyone uh is just like uh, open arms great right. you know yeah. you you have family in us thank you for coming here right thank and those are the, the vibes test. that make it ready or not you're coming into a posh experience where everybody's yes. welcoming but meanwhile they're kind of like smiling through the <laughs> actual deceit that's about to transpire right. yeah and and same thing with Get Out. You know, you have this uh, this guy who's in a new relationship, uh, gets to meet the family, and uh, you know, there's something underhanded with yeah. the environment. So, you know, I, it it seemed like it was straight from like the CW, mm-hmm. but in <laughs> some of my research, uh, apparently there's an uh, an R rating where there's more gore, there's more right. Uh, a deserving of an R. Yeah. Uh, this was PG 13 and it felt like a PG 13. Like a a couple gets together, you know, you see them start to disrobe and then suddenly they're like, it's the end, you know, they're, they're waking up, they're half naked, but covered. I'm like, what is going on here? Is it made for TV? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, That's why they end up in August, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is an R rating, I guess the director claims. And also in my research, I found out it was written by Blair Butler. Mm-hmm. And any fans of uh, Attack of the Show? Yep, yep. Uh, no Blair. And she used to do uh, comic segments mm-hmm. on uh, the show. She does a lot more and, producing uh, she's than written some other writing, movies, or at uh, least writing for screen. So that's an interesting twist yeah. of her being you know, a, fo- a feature writer. A feature-length script writer. Yeah, like uh, she was part of, I think, the writing team of the whole 10 yards. You know, the lesser I, of the two yards. She was films. on the staff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she was yeah. on part of the screenplay. Like you stuff. can't fully yeah. blame her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But uh, uh, a movie called Polaroid and, you know, some other stuff like in TV and, and segments and whatnot. Yeah, a lot but, more um, TV stuff, yep. And I was like, "Oh, that's a shame," because <laughs> uh, you know, I used to I used to love Attack of the Show, and I I thought everyone was great on it, and they had their segments. You know, Chris Gore had his uh, DVD Tuesday, yeah, DVD Tuesday. Um, <laughs> it was tough to say then. So he, uh, you know, every, everyone involved, I was like, "Great," you know. But to see this, 
<laughs> in her resume. I'm like, ah, oh, she could have did better. Yeah. It, it just seemed derivative of other movies, and it wasn't that interesting to, you know, not make me look at my watch, not make me second screen. Right. Um, but there are some cool concepts in it. If you don't want to know anything about this, don't watch a trailer. Don't do any research. Just go into it. You know, you want to watch, uh, uh, like I said, a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Um Going into uh, a very shady environment, you know, then this is your movie. But I, I was uh, I was not over the moon with this one. Yeah, I, like you said, the the critics weren't either. So you kind of you know yeah. nailed uh, probably a lot of the potential reasons why there. And you know, uh, like you said, a lot of it is either of a piece with other movies that seem similar. And obviously if they don't execute in the same way as those, you're immediately going to be let down. So I'll probably end up catching it at some point, but man, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely not looking forward to it based on (laughs) what would you put a grade on something like that? I would say uh, 2.5. Okay. Out of five. Gotcha. Um, You know, like I said, there was some segments that I was like, oh, that's interesting, or that's, you know, something I haven't seen before. Right. But for the most part, it was slow to go to that point of interest. Gotcha. But, Uh, yeah. Chris, you had had me sold on, uh, it's like a CW show. And I don't know why we keep trying to bash on the CW, man. I love the CW. Yeah. Yeah. Although... (laughs) I did when There's I did a time see, and a place. I did see some of the cinematography in the trailer, and I I did kind of feel that vibe. Like, am I watching, <laughs> you know, The Vampire Diaries, or am I watching The Invitation? So, watch know, it, right, buddy. Right. Watch it now. Watch it talking about. I was going to say Diaries. then this is right up Shane's alley. Shane, I would only know that if I saw these shows. So I'm not completely <laughs> ripping them apart. Uh, my wife, I think, watched some of those. Like, what is it? The originals or. What is a, there's yeah, like a bunch a of offshoots. A, yeah. Yeah. That was a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, okay. It, it, it's like a, it's like between CW and was it the, the shows on MTV, like, uh, Ridgedale, yeah. uh, maybe Riverdale? the newest scream Riverdale. Yeah. Riverdale, uh, <laughs> teen wolf scream. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like those except yeah, like exactly. watered down. It, yeah. It, so well, hey, I mean, again, a lot of people who worked on TV, not a lot of film experience before this movie kind of adds up uh, with maybe the kind of production quality that they got out of that one. Um, but I want to move on because we have a couple other movies here still left to go. Um, no Exit is the next movie. This is another Hulu original, part of the original Fox deal that is about uh, this college student uh suffering from addiction issues uh during a blizzard and stranded on an isolated highway rest stop in the mountains uh she discovers a kidnapped child hidden in a car belonging to one of the people inside um shane i did you know anything about this movie before i tipped this one to you at all because i think i was the first one who watched it of all of us even though i came back out in february i only saw this recently yeah, I I think I saw like the photo of the movie as I was scrolling through Hulu, but really didn't read the description on it or anything. And it wasn't until you said you watched it, you gave me your thoughts on it. I'm like, huh, okay, short movie, I can get in and out, and um, yeah, and we'll get into it. But I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, for sure, and especially for the lead here uh, being Havana Rose Lou, uh, who I haven't 
seen in anything. She was in some movies that I've had kind of on watch list, like um, Mayday was one that came out of Sundance that I was interested in. Uh, the Sky is Everywhere is a mo- another movie from this year that she was in that's an Apple movie, I believe, uh, that I heard pretty good things about. But I hadn't seen her uh, in anything personally. And then uh, there are some notable names in here, but I didn't really... They're all... You know, people I've seen in various things. Danny Ramirez is becoming uh, a bigger and bigger star. He was on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and then, of course, some some mainstays like uh, Insurance's own Dennis Haysbert, uh, the president, my president uh, from 24. <laughs> I will always love Dennis Haysbert for that. Uh, Dale Dickey uh, is a, a mainstay character actress uh, who is in so many things so and those are kind of the main people once you get into the rest stop area those are kind of the the main players here uh this is directed by damien power who again doesn't have much of a resume um nothing that i've at least seen a lot of either shorts that got him uh that but i think he only has one other uh feature-length film under his belt on that one the killing ground back in 2016 so I was pleasantly surprised by this. I didn't know what to expect. I heard pretty good things. It's based on a novel of the same name, I believe. And yeah, the scores are fine. (laughs) Uh, The it's a 59 Rotten Tomato score with a 51 Rotten Tomato audience score, a 6.1 IMDb, a 54 Metascore, and a 3.1 Letterbox. I probably and more in line with the letterbox. I think it's probably a solid three for me. Um, I I enjoyed the tension. It it's kind of it almost felt you know because it's a a lot of it's one location, so you're kind of it felt almost like a stage play. It's very hard to make it not seem claustrophobic, or or to have reasons to get them out without seeming like a Scooby Doo episode, like it's some kind of like sitcom, like oh I got to go outside, no I got to go outside, and kind of like going through this whole place. Right. Um, so I think they did a good job in terms of the production design, going between what's going on outside, uh, the fact that you're in a rest stop that is mostly abandoned, a lot of things don't work. It's not, uh, you know, looks looks in uh, pretty decent shape walking in for something that is kind of abandoned. Uh, but they opened it up because it's, uh, you know, the weather conditions outside. So I think all that made it work that it brought everybody into one location to kind of pick each other apart. Uh, had a few, uh, obviously, bogeys in the wind with the story of, of, of the child being discovered and then how that all transpired. I thought it was a pretty good kind of like, a mystery mixed in with a thriller. Uh, how did you feel about it, Shane? Yeah, I felt the same way. I love the lead in this movie. And just echoing your thoughts, I've never seen her before, but I thought she carried this very well. I like the fact that the location it was set in. I like the couple twists that this movie threw you in. Yeah, especially towards the end because I didn't definitely did not see that coming. But I I liked it. It was a tight, nice suspense movie it was short it was just what like an hour and a half so it was perfectly yeah. i thought the perfect runtime yeah again i'm a big uh, uh dennis H- haysbert's fan myself so i like to see him in anything but i did watch this one with my girlfriend i want to make a note of that because <laughs> and i know movies lie to us and listen i may look like a manly man and i do look like a manly man but i don't do a lot of man, manly man, man. Kind of, 
Yeah, I don't do a lot of manly man stuff. Okay, sure. I'm not good at barbecues. I can't fix anything. I can lift things up and put them down in other places. Pretty much, sure. that's my extent. <laughs> yeah. So another way the movies lie to us, *Lethal Weapon* two in this movie, because my girlfriend pointed this out, a nail gun will not fire unless it's pressed against something. Did yeah. not know that. So it does not just freely that. shoot like you're shooting a handgun. So I never knew that again because of my lack of manly experience. But yeah, I thought that was. Like in another way, the movies pull huh. the rug on stupid people like myself. Yeah. I no. didn't know that Since either. I've back... seen it in so yeah. many movies. Right. <laughs> I knew lied. that. They lied Probably to us. shortly after Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> <laughs> or shooting yourself in the foot with a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. If if it was possible, I would have been like, yes, uh, I've been uh, I've been nailed before. Wait, so. wait a minute. <laughs> so doesn't that also mean that Happy Gilmore lied to me? Yeah. Nail yeah. comes out next week? Yeah. yeah. That yep. whole thing? Shot yep. in the head? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lies. Lies. Yeah. But Sandler, my score, I, I, always known for yes. uh, his continuity. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, but I, I had the same score you did. I gave it a three. It was a, just a nice, tight thriller. Uh, good acting. Uh, very suspenseful. I thought it was well written for what it was. So, yeah, another notch in the Hulu belt for me. Yeah, same here. I was pleasantly surprised. And it's it's one of those it's it's available. It's right there for you. As far as there's not a ton of great streaming horror options. Uh, you know, I mean, Chris liked uh, Orphan First Kill, you know, and it's probably yeah. got a similar scoring, I think, out of that. So, you know, there's a few of these kind of kicking around. Uh, but this is definitely one that I, I was happy I watched it. The only thing I would say is for a movie that was so gripping even though I didn't hate her performance or anything, I liked uh, the lead here. But as far as her character goes, I didn't care a, a, too much about the bookend of this movie, about like her in rehab and then going back to rehab and then all the other stuff. Like it didn't have a whole lot of bearings on the actual mystery itself or or uh, how it goes. It was just a device to get her there. So the in and out. I cared more about the out, of course, because we're spending time with her. But the in and kind of how it goes out is like, eh. Uh, yeah, same here. She, she, yeah, she, she reinvigorates something in herself. She's getting her life back together, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But that didn't fully have a lot to do with what was going on at that rest stop. So it's not like there was some big arc that got through besides just trying to help this kid, you know, uh, escape. So definitely a recommend. But, you know, hey, and especially for if you're right at home, hit play right now. Enjoy yourself. Uh, have a nice little evening. Uh, another streaming option, though, that's having a little less of a good time in terms of the scores, but not by much. Um, good Night Mommy, um, which I love bookending this horror episode with Mommy uh, on multiple things for anyone who actually did watch Barbarian. Um, so <laughs> Good Night Mommy is directed by Matt Sobel. Uh, and starring Naomi Watts as the titular mother. Um, the scores here, a 42 Rotten Tomatoes score with a 41% audience score. So not loved by either side of the uh, the critical aisle there. Uh, 41 meta score and a 3.0 on Letterboxd, which I think might t- tick a little high considering. And also a 5.6 IMDb. So... Shane, you're the one who watched Goodnight Mommy here. Enlighten us, sir. 
Uh, is it worth watching? This is a remake of an Austrian German film that I know uh, certain friends of mine actually thoroughly enjoyed. So, is it worth watching on this one? This is on Amazon Prime. Oh God, uh, no! And I'm not going to go <laughs> to a lengthy review on this movie. Go watch the original one. I don't know why the director felt this one needed to be remade. Uh, Naomi Watts, I think, did the best she could what with what she was given because she plays. Uh, mother to these two twins, as discussed, that they get dropped off by their dad and their mom's all bandaged up. And there's some sense that she may not be their real mom. And then it's about the boys trying to discover, like, who this lady really is. The problem was it was utterly boring. And mm. again, I don't want to come down on kid actors, but they were, they, <laughs> they were bad. They were just bad. Um I think when you this say that was, once a week, Shane, I think you're you're gonna develop that <laughs> that you might I know, have a little I know. bit of a problem. But that it's monitor, common. Though. I know it's common. But that's what's amazing how much we love Stranger Things over the years. And it's like you, if you get some good ones, it can really make your movie. And Black Phone was the same thing. We really liked the kids in that one. But yeah, right. Uh, it's but rare. This one did not. Yeah, this one did not live up to the bill. It was unsuspenseful. Again, it was boring. There was one, <laughs> sorry, there was one scene to me that was just laughable, and it it was a scene where Naomi Watts is like so-called torturing one of the boys, and I'm like, he, she's basically just hosing him down with like a water, like you get out of your kitchen sink, like not even in the face, like waterboarding him, just like spraying him on the chest and stuff. It was ridiculous. Which reminds in me of Billy Madison got... when they're just spraying yes. that kid in the face like, stop, yeah. stop, what are you doing? This? I don't know you. It, it, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And it made me laugh in the same way. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. Uh, another. And so when you got to the, the pullback of this movie, I was uninterested. I didn't give two shits. It was just that bad of a movie. Like, it was bad. And I was surprised Naomi Watts, who does good horror films in her career. She has it in her catalog. She was A lot the of them remakes. This movie. <laughs> yeah. She was not the problem in this movie. It was everything else. And I won't spoil it for those who actually do want to see this movie, but I would recommend the original one. The other thing that, little, that bothered me a little bit is one of the boys' names, she kept calling him Elias, but it's spelled Elias. And for some reason, I couldn't get over it. It's just it's Elias. <laughs> Say Elias. So I don't know. It was it was not worth it. Like this is a totally leave your pants buckled kind of movie. Um, I I gave it a one point five out of five. Yeah, wow. it's it's one of the worst movies I've seen so far this year. Wow. So Chris, now you want to watch that one, right? That's uh, that's where we're going with this. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say I will most likely uh, watch the original, and uh, also the writers uh, wrote. Uh, a good one that I, I think I've talked about before, The Lodge. Oh, yeah. I started that so, one, and I haven't finished it yet, because honestly, uh, it bummed me the fuck out in the first, like, 20 minutes, and it was, like, late at it night. It doesn't get any like, no. brighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like a dirge. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you it, put away all sharp objects, uh, <laughs> but it's so yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably see the original because I've, I've heard good things about the original and I've seen stills of the same thing where the, the woman is wearing a, a mask of some sort with just her eyes and mouth right. uh, available to see. So, And I think I, I heard the premise and I said, huh, that might be interesting, but I never just you know 
found it and and watched. So yeah, it's striking I'll visually that. that look. You know, the bandage look, all that. It does kind of have a, a lot of good horror overtones with it. But yeah, if they did it better in a different movie, I'll just I'll just seek that out. Uh, especially if yeah. you're that down on it, Shane. Yeah, and not to go back to this film and, and throw more crap on it, but there is a one scene in here that reminded me of the very little scene under the skin movie with Scarlett Johansson that threw me for a loop for a while, and it made zero sense. I I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, and they never really resolved it until like the very end. But at that point, I did not care mm-hmm. about anything that happened in the movie. Once you found out. Once you get to the final act, it just it, it, it this movie is just a mess from start to finish. But yeah, there's a strange under the skin scene in here that was, uh, was out of place, in my opinion. Yeah, and 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 to borrow your phrase, not to throw too much crap on uh, Naomi Watts, but I I saw that she was in this movie, and it's starting to turn into a red flag that her as a lead is not the most solid ground anymore. And because I've seen her in things where I'm like she's a small part of a good movie, but the, it seems like the larger part of the movie that she's in lately, it means the movie is not going to be good. And that's, I still like her as an actress. I wish better for her, you know, but it's it's not going well. Like, I mean, for me, she had her heyday of Mulholland Drive, The Ring, you know, 21 Grams, you know, uh, I Heart Huckabees, things like that, King Kong, and Eastern Promises is probably where it tips right mm-hmm. there. And then after that, it's a real crapshoot. So, I mean, we're talking over a decade solid of what are we talking about here? Or or small roles where I'm, you know, I could say, oh, yeah, she's still good. But right. I, do you it's feel the same way? Yeah, it's a shame because I do like her and she has good performances in her, uh, as you just yeah. discussed. But I don't know why she's choosing the scripts that she's choosing. I don't know if it's out of desperation. I, hey, I can't figure work. out. Yeah. 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 I got, I can't figure out. Cause I do like her on screen. I do like to see her in movies. Um, she is a good, I like her as an actress. I like seeing her, but golly, you're right. She's going like straight to streaming release stuff now, which isn't terrible if you're making mediocre movies, but man, the right. last couple <laughs> she's made have not even been mediocre movies. Yeah. Hollywood, give the girl a script. I know. Because yeah. she could do it. She's good. Yeah. I like her. Um, but that's that's all we got for reviews here. But I, I just want to kind of go through. So you were saying that Barbarian's probably still your number one horror of the of the year, Shane? Yes. Right now, I, I would have, off the top of my head, it's probably my favorite horror movie so far of the year. Would it tip over? Probably X, Fresh? One of those? It, nope. It, yeah, it t- it tipped over Fresh and X because up until this point, those are my two highest rated horror movies I had. Yeah, and that's fair. That's probably the the similar for me. I mean, nope. I still, I I liked maybe a little more than you did, Shane. Or we were all similar, but yeah, similar, I think yeah. I had a I had a just a, maybe a. <laughs> It's so weird to say a better time at Barbarian, um, just because maybe it's a little more straight up, a little less examination and just craziness. So I think I like them maybe for two different reasons. Same thing with X. X, you know, the whole homage kind of Texas Chainsaw thing I I enjoyed uh, in that. But again, a movie that's like, this is fucked up. (laughs) So the the X has more in common than with with Barbarian than something like Nope. Um, 
and yeah, I probably it doesn't age well, but I did also kind of like the the scream from earlier in the year. I know it's mm-hmm. not that great, but at least to me, um, it just adds to the Jenna Ortega having a great horror year thing. So and a good just year overall. So um, that's great. Uh, yeah, we we mentioned her before. Studio Six 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 X and Scream all in the same year. That's pretty damn good. And yeah, and she's Wednesday Adams. Oh yeah. right, and yeah, the Ad- uh, Wednesday yeah. series is coming so. up on Netflix. So that's coming up soon. Is it actually? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I know because we did the draft recently that Shane's probably big thing coming up is Halloween ends. Um, Chris, your horror pick was Barbarian, so obviously you're yep. still yet to see it. But uh, you know, obviously that's probably your most anticipated still. Now that it has like I hear a it's reputation. good from you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, mine, my pick was uh, the pale blue eye, which is probably closer to a thriller than horror. But so as far as like horror stuff, I probably say if it counts in that same area, I'm probably looking forward to uh, the menu the most. Uh, if it's going to be that kind of like fucked up, eat the rich type thing, uh, I... yeah, it seems, and it's got good reviews thus far coming out of. Uh, it had its premiere in Toronto, I believe, and, and I saw a bunch of uh, good critical responses there. Yeah, I'm all over that movie. All over that movie, especially with the cast. Go ahead. And, actually, and actually, that was uh, that was another one we confused. Well, I confused it with the invitation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. There's a lot of confusion with yeah. invitation. Yeah, you know, because we're like, oh, these are these are the uh, movies that are coming up. What's this one about? Vampires? This one's about eating people? What this one's what what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I definitely want to put on the radar for myself and others. Uh Pearl came out this weekend, as we noted. So if you liked X, uh it, it basically seems to be getting uh similar to maybe even slightly better reviews, depending on who you talk to. Um Resurrection is a movie that's uh on PVOD right now that came out of Sundance with uh, Rebecca Hall that looks very intense um, that is getting also quite good reviews. So I I definitely want to check that out. I've seen Glorious being batted around um, by a bunch of uh, our friends in the independent podcasting game. So I'm interested in that. Smile, I can't stop seeing that trailer. This is becoming uh, the one that has to be on every single movie, it seems right now. We mentioned Hellraiser. Uh, Halloween ends. We mentioned as well. Uh, Pray for the Devils, another trailer that I saw a lot. Did you guys see this one, Chris? Did you see that? That sounds familiar. The one where uh, the one it's like an Exorcist update. Yeah, it's like a a woman, uh, like a nun who goes into uh, like Exorcist camp. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, and I guess she has some history with it when she was a child or something that her mother was possessed by the devil or something like that. Um, the only people I Even do in the family. Yeah. The only people I recognize in here are Virginia Madsen. Maybe that's it. But uh, the lead obviously is a much younger person. Jacqueline Byers, I believe is the lead here. And she was previously in mostly TV or lower stuff here. She was in salvation, the TV show roadies, uh, a few others. So not that, uh, biggest star yet but maybe she's hoping obviously to kind of maybe peek out with uh that movie 
I also have uh, Wendell and Wild, which is getting pretty good reviews, uh, which is that claymation kind of more family oriented kind of scare to it. Um, and then Nanny uh, is a, an Amazon Prime one that we said had kind of like his house vibes with that one. I also wrote down for fun uh, this movie Old People, which comes out like a couple weeks on Netflix. It's a German film, um, which if you want to just like like do a mystery science theater thing or something like this movie. <laughs> it's about a, like a remote Island community or something like that, where a lot of the younger people uh, in that community all moved away. So it's mostly old people left behind. And <laughs> there's like a big wedding of this woman. She comes home for a wedding for her sister. And <laughs> during that time, the old people in the like kind of like nursing home, take over <laughs> bust out and then just try to take over the town and they hear the music playing at the wedding and crash the wedding and try to fucking kill everybody that sounds like my type of movie it's literally called old people yep and i'm on that one. Oh, i haven't seen a trailer but i just saw the description today and i just laughed out loud so i'm like this might have to be like have a few pops on a saturday night and just let let it wash over me. <laughs> or maybe uh mayhem at Boca Raton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throwing a Golden Girls tie and I'm in. Um right? But yeah, man, that's kind of like the the horror stuff coming up for the rest of the year. Uh I think it, you know, if we already have a bunch of movies we liked already, um which I think is kind of like a Horror movies are kind of cheap and easy, can do it in, like, one location. So I wonder if the pandemic just, like, greenlit, like, a bunch of horror movies. <laughs> Most likely. Or whether because they had a backlog of the theatrical ones because they know that theatrical and horror actually works a lot these days. So I wonder if all that kind of adds up to we're getting, like, this backlog of maybe more good horror movies than we thought we might. So I think that's a good reason for it. Yes, sir. I will say horror is adaptable. You can watch it anywhere. You can watch it at home. You can watch it in the theater. Yeah. Just like back in the day, we would go rent movies yep. at a store, bring them back, and watch them home. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, now they're everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're streaming. They're rented. They're, you know, in theaters. Yeah. It's... It's a yeah, we're having time kind of a alive. boom, and and ninety five percent of them are produced by Jason Blum. So if you don't like them, uh, you yeah. know who to talk to, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, it's good to see though, uh, and I'm I'm glad for the success of Barbarian. Uh, I definitely you know recommend people check that out, and, and like I said, go in blind and do that whole thing because it's just a fun story. It's a fun way to do it, and I appreciate it for that. Um, anything else you guys want to say on the, on the horror year or are we, uh, looking forward to what's coming on for, for recent activity? Thrill me. <laughs> right. No, I'm, uh, it, like I said, the two that I'm most interested in is resurrection with Rebecca Hall. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, that's the one with Tim Roth, right? He's in yeah. that one as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm all over that one and the, in the guest list or whatever the menu, I'm sorry, the menu, I don't know why I said the guest list. The Those menu. are the two I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Outside of Halloween ends. So what I like about the Halloween, and I'll just make this short, but usually they'll drop where you'll find some really good hidden gems that, that get dropped either from Netflix or Hulu that we're not counting on that will 
surprises during the season as well. So, yeah, you know, I like to be surprised with this with the whole Halloween concept. So yeah, we're, I'm you know getting into the groove. So this is again, I'm looking forward to this part of the year, and uh, hopefully, it will not let me down. Yeah, I mean, we're in the end of September. We haven't even hit, like we said, all those October releases that we usually see. Something usually pops out uh, from that. So this will be interesting. Chris, any other uh, notes on that one? No, just that, uh, listen, you want to gain me as a fan of horror? Scare me. Ah! Impress uh, me. Yeah, I oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, good thing I'm home. Good thing I'm home. I have to change my shorts. No, uh, I'm, I'm just looking, just in general, I'm looking for, for good movies to watch. Um, I hope for the best, but I'll tell you if I'm not impressed. Yeah. Here on recent activity. And that'll probably <laughs> happen after you watch something like The Munsters, which we didn't uh, mention. Oh, so God. that that's the kind of I Halloween stuff. I can watch that. I, I have I have a way of watching that. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you should either. Oh, I didn't mention uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone. The Stephen King adaptation is coming through for Netflix as well. Um, that's, you know, definitely more of a thrower. The trailer's out for that, too. Um yeah, and then obviously I'm sure Shudder has a bunch of uh, VHS 99 and some other things too coming through. So that'll be interesting. Also, don't forget the TV angle of it all. Uh, Flanagan's Midnight Club. Uh, you know, not Walt Flanagan. Uh, Mike <laughs> Flanagan. Walt Flanagan's Although, dog. Yeah. So you got that coming out as well. Um, and Hocus Pocus too. I'm sure everybody's looking for a lot of good stuff, right? You know, we're all there. Um so, uh, you guys looking for, I mean, we got kind of in the next week, it seems like, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to watch Clerks 3 the same way I did on Tuesday. We'll probably talk about that at yep. some point. I know Chris is looking forward to Andor uh, coming out uh, this yep. week, coming through. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Darling's nope. coming up. And I know there's a bunch of, because I'm still- What's that one about? <laughs> I never heard anything about this. No, of course not. Yeah, it's a is this little known flick. Um a lot of spit takes. Um so Oh Yeah. Uh, but there's a there's a few other things that are click clacking around and I know uh for me, uh still on the Netflix beat writing for what's on Netflix, uh I'll be watching Tyler Perry's The Jazz Band's Blues. Um, I know Blonde Why? is coming out uh, for for Anna Diarmas playing Mary Monroe in that kind of uh, NC-17 biopic uh, interesting take based on the novel, uh, the Joyce Carol Oates novel. Um, Athena looks good on Netflix as well. Uh, and there's a the Netflix series 1899, which is the new series from the people who did Dark. So if you watch Dark, uh, it'll be... Similar vibes on that one. I'm not sure if there's time travel involved, but you know, definitely looks kooky. So yeah, so a lot of things. I don't even know the slant we're gonna go with next week, guys. There's it's such a weird hodgepodge of things coming out, but I am looking forward to seeing a lot of the stuff we mentioned. So any yeah. a, anything uh, in particular you guys are thinking for next week? I uh, outside of uh, that Olivia Wilde film that no one knows about. Uh, yeah, I am gonna go see. Uh, I do want to see see how they run. That's out now. I'm going to try to check that out next week. I can't make any promises. That's the Sam Rockwell. I always Adrian Brody. Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, and Cere- 
Reese Ronan. I always picture her name, but I Sersha. Sersha, Sersha Ronan. Ronan. Yeah, yeah, I love her. Um, you butchered my like, Irish people, Shane. I know you I bastard. You Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also on my list, so hopefully I get to see that as well. Yeah. Absolutely, and I still need to see the Woman King and everything else. I'm I'm interested in that uh, carrying over from this past week, which that was number one at the box office for that. But it's like you said, we're just in a weird hodgepodge of just mix and match movies right now. There's no like underlying theme right now, so I don't know. know. It's a good time. It's a good time. There's a lot to choose from. I feel like right now. Yeah, September is always that way. It's a mix of like early Oscar hopefuls mixed with early. Uh, horror thrillers kind of stuff and then it's a bunch of like we didn't know what to do with this month <laughs> and which right. I think is what uh, see how they run Pearl Woman th- like Woman King those are definitely movies like hey we didn't know what the hell to do with this sorry <laughs> right even though it doesn't mean they're not good uh, <laughs> but you know it's it, and especially Woman King is getting excellent reviews like so mm-hmm. much to the point they're like is Viola Davis gonna get you know, for for what seems kind of like you know a more actiony movie, is it going to be in the Oscar running? Because she's always seems to be. So that'll be interesting. I hear good things about Woman King, mm-hmm. but I just can't help but feel it should be called Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Well, at least this one that's this one's based <laughs> no, on a but true it's story. It's based though. on a true story. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. So I I I don't mean to knock it, um, but. It just seems like it, it's going that route, like it's being advertised as this superhero actioner kind of thing, and, or is it just me? Well, it's like wartime defense stuff with a mm-hmm. you know yeah like the the surprise with, with twist a, of being an all female group yeah yeah but yeah like you know I'm I'm looking forward to the good stuff yeah um which I'm sorry not, Shane not, the greatest beer run ever is looking like maybe not the good stuff. I don't care what Yikes. they say. They don't know nothing. <laughs> hey, and at least they'll be on the Apple wine TV drinkers. Plus, so I'll take it. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> Not the hop heads like uh, Shane is over there. Nope. <laughs> the proud, nope. uh, you know, I'm... Pabst Blue Ribbon drinkers. <laughs> Still finishing that one. Exactly. So a lot of stuff that we might get to. We'll see what we end up uh, bringing all together when we return next week. So be sure to... Like, subscribe, do the whole thing, tell a friend, tell them to check out our little podcast here, and we'll see you again next week for more recent activity.